and welcome to Audiobiography, the podcast where we talk about the music that changed our lives and yours. I'm Richie Wagner. With me is my co-host, faithful companion, Clint Robinette. What's up, my man? Hey, Rich. How's it going? Man, it's good. It's good. So this episode, uh, actually, before we get into this episode, there's some news. News? News from the world. Queen album. Great. Just no, news of <laughs> news of the world, yeah. No. Just this week, for a few days on social media and Spotify and other mm. places, there was an album that was teased. And now we actually have information about it. So we are going to get Paul McCartney three. McCartney three the album i am over the moon about this yeah uh it's uh for those that don't know there's a there's mccartney i just got the 50th anniversary record store half speed edition on vinyl there's mccartney 2 which was 80 1980 1980 so you had 1970 1980 now we've got 30 years later, like forever, right? Oh, uh, yeah, 40 years later from 80. God, that's right. I said 30, it's 40. Which is even more incredible. I was trying to make myself not feel so old, Clint. Oh. Damn it. Well, I, it's okay. easy because I was born when McCartney 2 came out. That's right. Now that me being 40. And before we, yeah, before we talk about this McCartney 3 and before I kind of break down what these albums are you're fairly recently introduced to mccartney too am i right that's correct yeah um, we had a conversation on my front porch about it oh yeah you like played a it. year I, I, ago that's about that's that's that timing is about correct um I had never listened to it. You started playing. I, I knew the song, the, the first track on McCartney 2 is coming you knew, up. You knew coming up. Right. Oh, yeah. However, I knew the live version. I didn't know the album version. Exactly. And I think the second thing I pointed out to you was Temporary Secretary. Yes, definitely. Which, is, secretary. which is just like blows your mind the first time you hear it it's it's very strange it's very devo it's very not it is very devo yeah there's so it many things going on that album it was it was so much of uh paul like absorbing what was going on anyway mccartney mccartney too were um what's what's interesting about those or what's unique is they were paul mccartney like one man band albums he he writ he he um he wrote everything, he uh played all the instruments, and that's what McCartney three also is. Hmm. Just Paul. I looked up a little bit inform there's not a ton of information out there right now, but I did find a few articles and here's what Paul said when asked about this. Um I was living uh lockdown life on my farm with my family. And I would go to my studio every day. I had to do a little bit of work on some film music, and that turned into the opening track, which is an unfinished song that he had called uh, When Winter Comes, and he's turned it into this song called Long-Tailed Winter Bird. So he turns that into the opening track. Anyway, and he said, 
when I was done, I thought, what will I do next? I had some stuff I worked on over the years, but sometimes would run out and let it have finished. So I started thinking about what I had. How awesome is it that, you know, Paul's pushing 80. He, you know, last year he released uh, Egypt Station, which I actually, without a couple of songs, love, thought it was really great for, you know, a 76-year-old man. And... Uh, yeah, so we've got this 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 new McCartney that's coming out, and every time that Paul McCartney does anything now, it's gravy. It's like, yeah. man, he we we still have Paul. Paul is still making music. It's just like all the other Paul music. You're gonna love some of it. You're gonna hate some of it. You're gonna be ambival- ambivalent about some yeah. of it. Um, however, I am probably more excited about this album than anything he's done in the last 10 years, which, you know, he did the, uh, he did the thing with Kanye and Rihanna. Didn't care much for that. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm super stoked about this. Let me tell you a cool little thing I found out. So the McCartney album, it's on the back of it. It's him. And I think, I could go back here and grab it, but he's got one of the kids. He's got his daughter in his coat. McCartney too. It's just kind of a headshot. Yeah. Linda took both of those pictures. The pictures for this album. You ready to cry a little bit? Taken by his daughter, Mary. Oh yeah. Right. Isn't that awesome? So all the pictures that are, I'm sure, I'm guessing it's going to be a gatefold and there are going to be lots of pictures inside. Man, I sure hope you. so. Man, thanks for sending that link today. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so third man records are doing these super, super exclusive. They're already sold out. Like there was like 333 all numbered with uh polka dot, like the dice, like, like a three. Oh, and they're made out of 33 recycled versions of McCartney and McCartney too. <laughs> but I, 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 yes, I saw this on Fabcast, which is a great Beatles podcast. Go check it out. Saw this on my Facebook. They posted it. I went, it was only an hour after, after third man, which is that's Jack White's, outfit right Third oh man yeah, yeah yeah you're yeah. right the, that's that's who does his vinyl i guess or it's mm-hmm. like his i don't know i know it's somehow affiliated anyway one hour later i went already sold out would love to have had that so what me and you got today was the coke bottle vinyl of the uh, spotify exclusive so that's fine I'm I'm just glad I'm pretty to be excited, in. man. I'm glad to be in on that one. That one's in li- that one's like limited too. Yeah. But I like I was literally sitting at my computer when the email came through, went and grabbed it, immediately texted you. Glad you got to grab one. I too. was working out. I was lifting weights when you sent me that and I heard and it. And you on my quit. Phone. And you I quit. quit my set, <laughs> ordered it, and then tried to finish, but I was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. This is not a Beatles episode, y'all. Promise. But just cool news of the day. Yeah, that's awesome. What this episode is, though, uh, Clint has no idea. Like, he's flying blind. I've not told him what we're doing. 
other than I've told him it's, this is, it's, it's all about him. So in the past on this podcast, before uh, Clint actually came along to host, co-host, whatever you want to call it, I hate saying co-host. You're just like, we're both hosts. Um, anyway, that. before Clint got involved here, I did these little episodes with people called 10 questions. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Did one with my brother, did one with uh, both of my daughters. And now I'm going to do one with Clint. So let's, let's get to know our co-host. Clint's Clint's been here doing all these Beatles episodes with me. And Yes, we've done a we've done like a state of the podcast episode. We've done some stuff with our friend Ernie, but mostly you know Clint at this moment as oh, that's that guy that loves the Beatles like Richie does. Yeah, he's crazy. So, yeah. So we're gonna do we're gonna do I don't know five, ten, whatever it ends up being. Uh, we gotta come up with some like some like really um, I don't know, like a like a clever name for this. I was looking at it like right before we came on, and I was like, "Am I going to ask him five or ten questions?" And that made me think about Chicago, uh, twenty five, <laughs> twenty five or six, or six to, to four. four. And you so don't I'm have thinking five questions for me, do you? No, there won't be twenty five. But I'm thinking it could be something like. Um, and also, I'm not going to answer questions until six oh. four a.m. Oh my God. I just finally figured out the last word to this. The last word. So I think we go, I think we're going to name this Clinty five or 10 retorts. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't come up with like, how was I going to do something like four at the end and retort yeah, retort. It's like a answer. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Clinty five or ten retorts. <laughs> Whatever, I love it. Let's roll. This is a surprise. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. on the you're on the spot, man. Uh, I've done it. this. I've done this to other people, and they these have, have been good podcasts when you've done it. To yes, other... and they have survived, and they've done very well, and I'm sure you will too. All right, and I've I have already written out all of my little questions. Okay, great. So great. I, I do already have that. Okay. So we're we're good to go there. So, all right. Well, I'm ready for your questions. Well, here we go. So, first thing, your favorite song as a kid. This is ten or younger. So we're talking. You're born in eighty, so it can't go. <laughs> obviously, can't go past nineteen ninety. As a kid, you're growing up. Every kid has a song that sticks out as a sing-along or a favorite. I know you have to. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. And this is pre-Phil Collins. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's, Phil, it's Phil Collins will make an appearance later. Oh, I thank God. But <laughs> I hope it's not on this house, on the steps of his house, of his Miami. That, wow. What what the hell, Phil? But anyway. Um, under siege. Under siege. Under siege. Just. We, we won't go there. Okay. My favorite song, 10 and younger, was You're the Inspiration by Chicago. I would, I had this on. <laughs> yes. Rich is celebrating in the background. Um, I had 25 the, or 10 retorts. That's right. Yes. Um, so I had Chicago 17 on a tape 
on my Walkman, I distinctly remember. So my dad, uh, love my dad. My dad had a lot of influence on me um, regarding music. We were, he was an assistant pastor uh, to the church uh, I grew up in. And so anytime the doors were open, we were there Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Um, oh, we're having a revival. This is the independent missionary Baptist church. I remember so, those days myself. Oh, so, um, we were there a lot and I remember lots in this, in the church we, we went to was the church my, my parents grew up in is in Piney Flats. Um, and, um, the Piney Flats, well, is uh, an area kind of near Bristol. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, if you're not from Tennessee, it's, 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 uh, we have three cities that are sort of biggish. Piney Flats is rural. Definitely rural. <laughs> but so I just remember lots All, of trips. Also, also where our friend Ernie lives. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, not to, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Clint almost made me spit my drink. Um, but I remember lots of car rides in the back seat, and I, I don't know for some reason I'm I'm thinking about fall and winter time, just uh it being dark. And just sitting in the back seat, and it's a, maybe a twenty-minute ride from Piney Flats to Kingsport, twenty twenty-five minutes or so. And I remember having my Walkman, and fast-forwarding. Now I was a dumb kid. I was I was fast-forwarding through Hard Habit to Break to get to You're the Inspiration. Now I, w- I would be more inclined to listen to Hard Habit to Break. Was uh, and you're the inspiration. It was. It wasn't that album. I think it was the next one. One of my favorite songs from the '80s by Chicago was "Stay the Night." No, no, that's on seventeen. On, that's the first so song on seventeen. So it's on that album too. What a great album! Absolutely, it's an awesome album. It's unbelievable. Stay that the Night is '84. I think amazing. Oh yeah, and um, yeah. Well, I, I mentioned "Hard Habit to Breaks" on that album. I may have dedicated that to some girls at some dances, maybe on the radio. Did you see them at Fun Fest when they come? I did. I, I yes. thought they did pretty good, and I, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I you know I'm huge Chicago fan. Old eighties. Uh, once Peter Cetera was gone, I wasn't. Mm. You know, and I know he was hard to deal with and all that. We won't get into all that. Maybe in another episode we will. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll talk about the history of Chicago. But I love that song so much. I, I, in that, in the, so I wouldn't sing it out loud though, Rich. I would, I would mime it. I would, uh, right. <laughs> I'd be doing that in the back seat. So I could only, if, if I need to ask my dad about this, it's like, did you ever look in the rearview mirror and see me <laughs> doing that? Oh, yeah. And what did you think? Um, Oh, cool. I, I, I swear I'm going to call him my dad and ask him that, but because uh, if I if I saw my son do that, I would just go love that kid. That's awesome. You enjoy that music. 
But yeah, that was that was my favorite song, Ten and Young. Oh, that's a great answer. Good story too. Kind of a a second question, almost a sub question. It may be the same answer. I don't know. What's your first musical memory? Um. Yeah, that's probably it. But I have to tell you, um, I remember, and this is this is Phil Collins related. So one of, one of my best memories I have is sitting on. Um, I don't know if I had any Phil Collins tapes or CDs. I knew I liked him. Like I heard a song and I liked him. But I remember in fifth grade, I'm riding the bus home. And my friend, uh, oh, who was not my friend at the time, I always thought he was a, at that time, I thought he was a weird kid. <laughs> and, but my friend Jason, and I happened to sit next to him one day. I said, hey, man, what do you listen to? Or whatever you say. You know, fifth grade, you're, I don't know, you're you're finally the cool kid. You're finally the the top of the top of the crop in, in elementary school. Or I don't know if that's the same, but, you know, you're, you're figuring it out you're You're figuring figuring it out you're figuring your life at that moment then your world's turned upside down which become a sixth grader but anyway um so i asked him i said what are you listening to he's oh i'm listening to genesis i'm like who's that he's like oh you know phil do you know phil collins i'm like yeah i love phil collins he's like well yeah phil collins wasn't is genesis i'm like oh cool man and he's like and he and he let me borrow his tape, and it was one side of it was Invisible Touch. This was a ninety-minute um, Max L tape or whatever. One side was Invisible Touch. The other side was No Jacket Required. So the only feel I had heard was off his brand new album. This was eighty-nine. This was, um, uh, but seriously, and and. I think I may have had that CD, maybe not, maybe I hadn't got that yet, but he gave me that tape and I just remember that 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 tape being such a treasured possession for me. It kicked off all of your Phil Genesis love it, like I mean crazy, right? Do you I mean can you imagine I mean so I haven't finished the Phil book, but I've got through the 80s part of it. It's amazing what he did in the eighties. Um, but to put j- no jacket required back to back with invisible touch, I'm not only talking about the greatness that preceded that, but yeah, my, this, this guy just random. And I think we may have been in the same class or we had some commonality besides riding the bus together, but that shared moment of music started a lifelong friendship. Now he, he lived, you know, well, I moved up here in Ohio and he lives in South Carolina now, but we're always, uh, Jason's been such a big influence on me musically. Um, you know, he, he introduced me to rush as well, you know, and, uh, I'm a huge rush fan, but I'm always going to remember having that tape and it was a prized possession for me. Awesome. Um, That's a great, that's, another great story that's what this podcast is all about yeah man uh the music that changed our lives right uh, that obviously is that the jason cole that you mm-hmm. talked about yeah you guys are like lifelong you're your lifelong friends we that's, are 
That's awesome, man. We are, and I love that guy. He's, All right. he's just he's great. I served you up a couple of softballs, so third question's <laughs> not going to be a softball. Okay. All right. All right. So for the rest of your life, you can only listen to one of these two bands. So you're going to have to make a pick here, and it's going to be really hard. See, I know you, so I can tailor these questions to you. So you can only listen to one of these two bands rest of your life. Stone Temple Pilots or Smashing Pumpkins? I think I know the answer, but I know it's a hard question. It is a hard question. It's going to be Smashing Pumpkins. I knew I knew that was going to be the answer, but I know that's tough. Like yeah, it's, it's hard. Tough. It's hard for you. Like if if it was real, that would suck <sighs> for you, right? It would. It so would. instead of talking about picking Smashing Pumpkins, what you miss with Stone Temple Pilots? Okay. Um. So we may have touched on this before. I, I can't remember if we talked about it during the podcast or just you and I just 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 talking, but. That was my band. Before I uh, became a Smashing Pumpkins fan, I was so much a Stone Temple Pilots fan. Um, because I didn't become a Smashing Pumpkins fan until after Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness came out. And by that time, Core and Purple were by Stone Temple Pilots were already out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... Just digest... I mean, just immersing myself in those two albums and me and Ima, my friend Ima, the infamous Ima, um, <laughs> who will be on the podcast one day. God, we need to, we should talk about stone temple pilots with him. Um, cause that was our shared bond, right? I mean, not only did we grow up next door to each other, but and lifelong friends also, but, um, that was our band. Stone temple pilots was our band. We loved them. Um, and so what I will, what I would miss about them is just, um, even though they had a really short run of greatness, now they did some things, I'm, I'm going to focus on their three albums. I'm going to focus on core purple and tiny music. Um, number four was like a hot, for me, it was highly anticipated, but it was, it was sort of a letdown and, and Scott was really in a bad place at that time. And I agree. Yeah, it was a letdown. I was the same way. I I waited in line at midnight back when you did that at your record store, which for us was Cats. Cats, yes. Yeah. They, and it was always Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday night. Tuesday. And that was when the record releases came out. Yes, huge letdown for me too. But yes, so the three albums go. Um, I remember just, just you know, Core. Um, again, it was so heavy for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming from Genesis, Phil Call, loving that. And then grunge hit, right? So I didn't catch on the Nirvana right away, but I caught on pretty early Stone Temple Pilots because they were after Nirvana and Pearl Jam came out. Let me um, ask you. Let me ask you this on Core. So originally, I couldn't stand it, hated it. Really? Didn't, okay. Didn't, didn't have anything for it until I heard the acoustic version of Plush. That's what pulled me mm. in and made me want to listen. Okay, that's fair. Um. I didn't after, have after that I was a big fan. So 
I see. I was such a sucker for whatever was the hit or was the music video, right? So Creep was the music video. Then Plush later was. And I think Wicked Garden was a was a music video. Oh, such a good song. I know. And so I think I liked Wicked Garden even more than Creep. But then I heard Plush. I'm like, oh my God, I love this song. And I and I remember the unplugged version. And it was so good. And but then I then, you know, uh it wasn't much longer after that that purple purple was really their masterpiece because um just the first song is not even a hit but meat plow is just an unbelievable way to start that album vaseline interstate love song i one of my favorite songs by them is still remains it's the fifth song on that album god i love that song i don't know what it is it's just i I love that song too i think that big empty was a big one for me yeah that's when I, that's when i first started learning how to play guitar actually yeah. and i loved playing that one and just sitting in my bedroom at 22 three years old and playing and singing bit but still remains oh my god oh it's it's such a go-to now and so and, and we're gonna that, do a per, we're gonna definitely do a purple episode okay I, that's what we should do with ima um, okay, cool. Also, awesome. we should do with them. Um, but I saw them on tour with Tiny Music. Um, and they brought down like a, the, we were probably at the same show in John City at Freedom Hall, where they mm-hmm. brought down a stage and mm-hmm. they did an acoustic set where they did yep. Dancing Days by Led Zeppelin. In the, in the little, like the couch and all that little set they had set up. Yeah. Yes, I was there. Uh, they opened for Cheap Trick. If they did, and I did not have an appreciation for cheap tricks, sadly. At sixteen year old me did not I was I was there for both. I was probably there more for cheap trick, but Stone Temple Pop that's when they really, really solidified it with me. But mm. what a what a great concert, man. In an arena in an arena that only seats ten thousand, we got to see Stone Temple Pilots and Cheap Trick. Are you kidding me? Uh that was I was very <laughs> fortunate to be there. Absolutely. So I'm giving up a lot there, but that yeah. tells you I, I just gushed a long time about Stone Temple Pilots, and I will I could continue to gush about them. Yep. But yeah, Stone Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, and the reason I made I mean you that more, much. I knew you're going to pick Smashing Pumpkins, and the reason I made you talk more about who you didn't pick was because we've talked about Smashing Pumpkins before, yeah. and so. Anybody that's regularly listening knows that you're like huge fan. Definitely going to be some stuff on the podcast about both of these bands. So I yes. knew that was I knew that was a great question to ask. I knew it was going to be semi tough. I love these I, questions, but I knew the direction you were going to go. Yeah. So follow up question to that one. Sub question, just like the first. Okay. Same deal. You can only listen to one of these bands for the rest of your life. And this, again, this is where, like, you know, you know how good of a friend I am to be able to ask these questions. You know how well I know you to pit these bands together. So I'm going to pit two more together. You can only pick one. You can only hear one of these the rest of your life. Genesis slash Phil Collins. I'll throw in solo Phil. 
anything Phil Genesis or Led Zeppelin. Oh my God. Yeah. Have fun with that one, buddy. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. That that's a harder one. I don't know where you're going to go here. I don't know where I'm going to go either. <laughs> I, I, I knew on the first two, but I, I, I was like, um, after I wrote that question out, I was like, Oh, I know what he's going to do. So I've got to come I up. I don't with know how I'm going to answer this. You got to answer, man. You got it's, to answer. It, and it may surprise you. So like on your desert Island, you've already got smashing pumpkins. Now you got to pick one of these two. All right. And you never get to hear the other one again, ever again in your life. You, you only have the memory, which is worse. Oh, okay. I have to go Genesis and Phil Collins, but that's, that's hard as hell. That that's, is hard as hell. <laughs> That's where I was leaning, but I really thought there was a chance you could pick Led Zeppelin. Well, too. I was really damn close, but you just kept talking. And you're like, you can't listen to the other one ever again. I'm like. So one of the know. earliest memories I have of me and you sitting and talking about music mm. was not Genesis. It was Led Zeppelin. Mm. And that's why I knew this would be a hard question. Yeah. So I still remember the Christmas when I was four. I think I was 14. My dad was living in an apartment um, near Milligan College, uh, not quite Elizabethan, but it was you know toward that way. Um, and uh, yeah, my parents were divorced a couple of years or that three or four years by that time. And uh, he bought me for Christmas. I'll never forget it. I actually think I snuck around in his closet and found it before Christmas, but. He bought me the 10 CD box set of Led Zeppelin. Whoa. Every oh, album. I had that at 14. Yeah. And, mm. um, and this is 1994. This is correct. Um, you, I, were cool, you were a cool 14-year-old. Well, now, I, I, I had some cool friends. I'll tell you that. Uh, I remember my friend Brad Walker. Um, God, I hope... I wonder what in the hell he's doing these days. He... <laughs> <laughs> it was that was like one of my funnest middle school friends uh just because his dad was such a wild card his dad was such a lovely man but he would he's just so funny anyway um but brad we would play i remember staying overnight playing nhl 94 and listening to the four cd box set of led zeppelin the the one, the the one that has the shadow of the blimp, the yes. Hindenburg, but it's got the symbols in the in the cornfield. Um, yeah, I had that box set. I don't know what the hell happened to it, um, but I mean, I've got the ten CD box set still. But um, he would play that, and that was my first exposure to Led Zeppelin. My uncle Mark, who I mentioned in the Van Halen episode, also had that box set, and I remember just just sitting in his room listening to Led Zeppelin and then I, I just um damn I don't know I'm I'm now if I just keep talking about Led Zeppelin I'll have to change my answer but uh, <laughs> I mean Led Zeppelin I, I swear one night one night I wasn't feeling very good about myself and um I wanted to stay up late I listened to Led Zeppelin one through Coda straight through one after the other wow one after the other and I could do that anytime with Led Zeppelin. 
Um, I, I can't believe we haven't talked about them in a podcast episode yet. Uh, well, you know, we're, 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 we're making our way through the Beatles, but yeah, we're definitely uh, going to make our way through these, these, these other bands. That is extru- Yeah. I mean, I'm, I love Led Zeppelin too. I've got lots of stories of why and, and, and all that. And I, I love Phil Collins and Genesis too. I mean, there's a reason why we've become such great friends over the years is yeah. there's, you know, that's, that's what this podcast is about. I mean, music, it literally changes our lives. It gives us friends. I mean, just your, your stories on four, let's see, one, two, three. Yeah. Four questions. And you've, you've mentioned three, three people that were instrumental in your life. And a lot of it had to do with music. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, music is amazing. That's, that's like, that's the headline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, I want right. to go listen some Led Zeppelin right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you feel bad about like taking bands out of your listening on, on the desert Island. Well, and I'm gonna... God only knows what you're going to ask me next. So lay it on me, man. Holy shit. Did you just say God only knows? I did. I sure did. Okay, folks. I swear to you right now. I swear, I'm going to take a picture of my notes and post the post them <laughs> with this podcast. I swear, I swear, Clinton did he did not know these. I had questions. no idea of any of this. Literally, next question is because we've talked about this a little bit. I can't even believe you said that. Oh my god, really? Why do Why do you love pet sounds so much? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's not the love? Um, I, I was almost offended. So, um, <laughs> not the bad, not to make Ernie feel bad, but Ernie, thank you. I, I went over to Ernie. I, I was in town over Labor Day and Ernie, I had lunch with him and he said, Hey, come by. Uh, I've got a stack of records for you to, to take. I'm like, well, hell I'll take your records. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. So, but the prized possession was pet sounds. He's like, I, I'm not really into it. I'm like, what? I okay. I'll I'll take your. Are you sure? I, I, and it was a nice nice clean copy too. It was it was really nice. Yeah, thank you, Ernie. Um. So, um, I'm going to share. But, go, but go just ahead. to un- just to underline it, er- Ernie doesn't like it. And there's but, probably a lot of other people that don't like it. Yeah, um, we but, love it. We love it. I just want I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about it a little bit because I know that it's 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 a big deal to you. So and this okay, so let's 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 bring another person into the fold here. Um that's what we want. My friend Hoosh, um this is an album that he and I just uh, I think he introduced this to me, uh, the Pet Sounds album. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him or his brother. Um, but I'm forever indebted to him. Um, it's weird. It, it's a bit, it's a bit of a strange album. Um, it came, 
is after after the Beatles did Rubber Soul, I think Pet Sounds came out in '66. I think it was bef- after Rubber Soul, before Sergeant Pepper. Correct. And they're chasing each other at this point. That's right. And it's least, really it's it's the it, Beatles it's, versus Brian Wilson. Yeah, it's well, and it's kind of Paul versus Brian Wilson. That's this is true. This is true. They're both um, bass players. They both write songs. They both can arrange like nobody's business. And yeah, yeah. Sergeant oh. Pepper was an answer to this. Yeah, and I, actually, though, I didn't even know about all that until later. You know. Um, and I can't, yeah. I can't, I'm trying to recall the time frame. It, it, it was mid, it was mid two thousands. I think I came into contact with this album. Um, but I was going through my CDs today and when I came across it, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. If you've never heard it before, um, it's really special. It's special to me. All the songs just flow so beautifully and it's so quirky. And you're like, what the hell is this when you listen to it? You you may think that, but every song to me has special meaning to it. I think Brian Wilson uh, was, is a genius. Um, he... Um, Um, sorry, I got a te- I got a psych at my- Ernie must have known I was talking about him, Rich, because he just <laughs> he just told me he's he's mentally wasted. Oh yeah, I got that text too. It's in you our should group. listen to pet sounds. He'll chat. feel better. Well, this is going to be an unedited podcast, so everybody's <laughs> going to know that even if Ernie's not on the podcast with us, we're still in. He's with us in spirit. Pretty much close contact all the time. Listen, man, we're the three amigos, guys. I'm just going to tell you. That's right. <laughs> um, so uh, that sounds, wouldn't it be nice? Um, uh, God only knows. God only knows, which well, is, that, I had that. that. And that's why it's so funny that I said, what's coming next? And Clint goes, well, God only knows. And I flipped. That's so that's why, cool, man. That's why I flipped out. Yeah. I, okay. one, of my favorite, one of my favorite songs ever. One of, Paul, uh, one of Paul McCartney's favorite songs ever. It's one of the greatest love songs. So it, it, the greatest love song, the title for the greatest, the, the, the belt will probably keep going back and forth between God Only Knows and In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Mm. Um, uh, and you could probably I'll throw a Paul it. song. In. Yeah, okay. You'll I, will, I will allow that. <laughs> so, okay. So I have a story about a song on this album. And I'm ashamed of it, but this is um, this is this is younger Clint who is not really in touch with reality or knowing how to read the room. But I was, <laughs> I really, I, especially it, it involves a woman, uh, obviously. Um, and I was trying to use Brian Wilson's words to speak for me, uh, and uh, this girl I. Uh, met at Northeast State was trying to, you know, hey, which, I'm interested which, in you. Which, by the way, you were the king of. I was the king, yeah. Uh, I don't know where I placed my crown. I mis- seem to misplace it. Anyway, um, that's a whole other story in itself and always funny. I'm glad you were there for it. Um, 
but uh you know it, it's this thing where uh as a young man I, I needed somebody else to speak for me i don't know the words to i don't have the words to express my feelings for this girl and i used waiting for the day on on pet sounds to say I'm waiting for you, for you to reciprocate reciprocate what I'm feeling for you. Um, and I, I pretty much told her, I said, Hey, I, I really like the song. I want you to hear it. And she said, Oh, that's interesting. And that's really all she said. <laughs> oh no. And that's really as far as it went. Oh. Hey, it turned out, turned out all good. Every, yeah. Everything works out. Yeah. Um, no, if you haven't listened to that album, people, um, my God, it's a masterpiece. Listen to it. Yeah, I mean, every every top um, all time list you ever look at, uh, it's way up there. It's always way up there. Yeah, yeah, it's masterpiece. Um, I mean, there's not a lot, not lot, not a lot more you can say. It's um, you know, a lot of people don't care for it. But but it doesn't matter. It still ends up being uh, very decorated when it when it comes to uh, you know top lists and things of that nature. Yeah. All right. I got. I got. I still got. Let's see. That's one, two, three, four, five. I'm counting sub questions too. We may go past ten. I don't know. Oh man, I'm ready. This is all right. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Okay. If you could play any instrument, like well, like as good as anybody's ever played it, what would that instrument be? Mm. Damn. So I'm stuck between guitar and piano. I'm Um, shocked. I'm a little shocked that drums didn't make it in there for you. No, I respect the hell out of the drums, but I know I'm not that coordinated. Uh, just, no, 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 no. Hang on. This is, this is, this is, uh, you can do anything. You can pick one and immediately be a virtuoso. What would it be? Okay. So maybe it would be the drums because, um, because Genesis and Rush. W- w- this is the <laughs> fact that, you know, I mentioned Jason before, he was a drummer. Um, and he had a drum set and I thought it was cool as shit when, and we were eighth grade at Colonial Heights middle school. And, um, we were both in the Led Zeppelin and he's, we're warming up for the eighth, the, the, the concert, the seventh and eighth grade would put on a concert, um, in the gym, in that old gym at Colonial Heights middle but sadly, I don't even know what that's going to be moving I, forward. But I, I played a lot of basketball games in that. Gym. I bet you and did, I, and I didn't even go to school there. But yeah. I bet you did, yeah. So, um, wh- where did you go to middle school? I went to Linview. Okay, over, over in good old Lynn Garden. Yeah, well, I remember playing Linview uh, when I played the one year I played football in eighth grade. We yeah, we we did beat Linview. We lost to Ketron in the regular season, then beat them in the championship game. Yeah, that was the other middle school that went to my high school. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I remember Jason playing When the Levee Breaks. Oh, nice. And um, 
Jason is just, I'm just going to brag on him. He, he's just one of those kids that his mom plays piano. His dad plays bass guitar. Um, they, they, he just has an ear for music and he, he, he started with drums. He could play guitar. He could play, he just, he just pick up whatever and play it. And I wish, God, I wish he would have been able to get with a band and go somewhere because he could, he could play anything and play it so well, but man, he was an unbelievable drummer. And like, we're talking, we just talked for hours about Phil Collins, Neil Peart, um, Alex Van Halen. We, God, we would love Van Halen. We talked about Van Halen forever. Um, Keith Moon. Um, we, we weren't into the Beatles. Okay. So we didn't talk about Ringo. We, we right. weren't at the stage where we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah Ringo. You weren't there yet. He went into prog rock big time. So he was a big Mike Portnoy fan. Um, still is probably, but just, you're right. If I had to do it, if, 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 and, and Dave Grohl. Yeah. Just I knowing Dave Grohl. Yeah. Right. I mean, loved him in Nirvana. Just love who Dave Grohl is. And he's still a drummer at heart. Right. We know he's still a drummer at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know you well enough with your love of, Led Zeppelin, John Bonham, Genesis, Phil Collins. Uh, I know you're a Who fan, Keith Moon. And and, and I love and, Fleetwood Mac. Mick Fleetwood is an incredible drummer. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I you know what? I, I I don't mean to be a musical snob. I'm not trying to be a snob, but I really can't I have to be drawn in by good musicianship. Um uh, if, I'm the I'm the same. If you can't play, that's why I was not a Nirvana fan. Their musicianship was just not really that great. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dave, I feel like Dave got better as he moved into his own thing. But well, go back and listen to In Utero because then you'll think differently uh, about uh, how Dave played. I no, I get that. Yeah, that's yeah. He's he started to kind of turn into his own thing, but but that's why anytime anytime somebody hears me talk about Nirvana and I'm you know not like glowing or or if I'm even being super critical, a lot of it is musician musicianship. They just you know, Chris was not a great bass player. Kurt was not a great guitar player. I mean, you know, they brought. Pat Smear in for a lot of guitar stuff towards the well, end. Pat was uh, was already a great punk rocker. Yeah, and with uh, the you germs. Know, you know, yeah, exactly. And a, and a lot of the good guitar work on some of those albums, in in utero being one, was because they drafted him, and yeah. he wasn't an official member, but he he was in Nirvana, right? I mean, yeah, oh yeah, he was definitely in Nirvana. But and you anyway. can tell you can tell the difference when he was on the Foo Fighters albums. Yes, oh, oh yes. God, definitely. When he wasn't there, it was different. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate his playing. He's not a virtuoso <clears throat> by any means, but he's so solid. Anyway, but no back to your point yes musicianship is so important yeah just is got to be there okay fun question fun okay. this is gonna just this is just like silly well all this has been fun we talk well this one's silly though oh okay 
You got to pick one. Would you rather have Axl Rose's shitty attitude or Phil Collins's shitty hair? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I love my hair. <laughs> you're just gonna, I, oh you're just, god! You're just gonna have to be an asshole, aren't you? Yeah, I've got to. Ha- Sorry, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were supposed to do, and we're going to do. Can I talk about that? Uh no we you you can yeah okay we, 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 so we, tonight we're eventually we're going, going to start an all time yeah we're eventually going to do an all time series of albums and we were going to do Appetite for Destruction tonight so with I Ernie li- with Ernie we we can't do it without Ernie that that would be sacrilegious um but. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd love. I knew you'd love that oh, one. Oh man, I can Axel is such a douche. Um, I, <laughs> but Phil's hair is terrible. I can't do Phil's hair. I can't do it, man. This was work. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yep. No, can't can't do the little thing in the front with nothing behind. Oh it. man, no, no, I've. I really, I really thought you would, you would go the feel route just to not be an asshole, but no, I, know. I you, 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 you definitely the, went, you definitely went the direction I'd have gone because everybody already thinks I'm an asshole anyway. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know if people think that about me, but, uh, I, I love my hair. I don't, <laughs> actually, I don't think anybody thinks you're an asshole I know. Of, of everybody that me and, you know, I'm the biggest asshole of them all. So. It's just what it is. I own it. I embrace it. It's, <laughs> you know, love me, hate me. I, 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 I don't, I don't They're missing care. out, buddy. They're missing <laughs> well, out. That's like my brother says. He's like, all these people that, that hate you and think you're an asshole have no idea that, like, you'd go to bat for them. Oh, I know. Oh, this I, is like that's a what I know. Oh, see, this I'm I'm humble bragging now, but I am quoting somebody. It's all true, man. Of course, I'm only I'm I'm quoting my brother, which makes it worse. <laughs> all right, let's move on. I wonder, man. I wanted let's get him back on. Yeah, we got to do that. Uh, I, I I want him for hysteria because me and him mm. uh, actually recorded a hysteria episode early on yes you did before i was very good at this and it got messed up and i never got to post it so we'll just do it over we'll just do it i didn't know that i thought you i I thought you all talked about earlier yeah no no we 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 had it planned we actually recorded it and i didn't know what the hell i was doing this is like the second time we recorded and i i I just i completely screwed it up so anyway yes we'll have him on for that one because part of our all-time series is going to heavily uh be about 1987 just y'all go look up 1987 i'm not going to tell you what happened but it was a great year it was an insane year um well since we were supposed to do appetite or as um (laughs) you would you would have heard on (laughs) you would have heard celebrity celebrity jeopardy ate it (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, <sighs> we'll, we'll do another question that also involves Guns N' Roses. So uh, pick one, ACDC or Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm good at this. You are good at it. <laughs> Mm. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Like I'm gonna pencil it in here. Yeah, here's Clint's pick A C D C. Yeah, that's what I penciled in. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the reason uh, for longer run. Much longer run. Right? Much longer run. So you have the Bond Scott material in addition to um I you know back in black is all it, well, okay, so uh, let me, I, I spoke too soon about that. I will give some cred to the razor's edge. There's some good material on that album. Oh yeah. I mean, to have a band that lost their first awesome lead singer the way they did. Yeah. And then moved into back in black. And then later in the eighties, razor's edge is a great, I agree. Yeah. Um, that that's kind of the end of it for me for ACDC. Me too. Yeah. I think so. Uh, let's see. That was, was that before or after who made who? That was after who yeah. made who was pretty good. It was mid eighties. Yeah. And it, yeah, I think razor's edge is probably, yeah, that's the end of it for me. I think it was early nineties or right at 90, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I figured it would just, just for longevity of, well, okay. So much longer run. Honestly, I like the Back in Black album better than Appetite for Destruction. That's fair. It's uh, it's that. Um, I would have a hard time. That's a pick. that's a tough decision. But I would have you know. I would have a hard time picking between the two. Um, I think all these years later, like with all the space, if you'd asked me in like when when the first time I heard Appetite up until maybe maybe 2000 I'd have said appetite. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. That's tough, man. Well, okay. yeah, that, that'd have been a, that would have been a better question. I'm glad you went there. Like instead of comparing their careers, compare those two albums, right? Well, That's, I mean, you're cause they were both amazing. Hell's bells shoot the thrill. Um, uh, back in black, back in black, have me a, all drink, that long. Shit, have a drink on me, have a drink on me. Whiskey and some water, which is I, your favorite. It's my, it's drink. my <laughs> right. If you have bronchitis and you just helped your friend move to Knoxville, I recommend whiskey and water. <laughs> Every time I hear that song and I hear Brian Johnson scream, whiskey and some water, I think of you. It's got to be at a Ruby Tuesday, though. It's got to yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> For real. God, that's. That's no, I, I I like that, Clint. I like the whole comparison between Back in Black and well, Appetite. I went back and listened to Appetite the other day. Because if you think about it, Back in Black's like a debut album, right? Just like well, Appetite is. It's a new is. lead singer. Yeah, um, it's like a debut album in a way. So is Appetite. But right? um, like I'm skipping less songs on Back in Black than I am on Appetite, to be honest with you. Now there, I don't know. Appetite. I'm not really gonna. Good. Yeah, I'm not gonna ask you what you skip on Appetite because we got a whole other thing yeah. coming up. 
uh, where we'll talk about that. But yeah, yep, interesting. So yeah, I think uh, we have Back in Black in our all-time series somewhere in the yeah, list. No, we should put it in, the list. in your spreadsheet. I did create a spreadsheet. I'm an engineer. Yeah, we, I mean, what do you expect from me? We need to go back to the spreadsheet. We kind of forgot it, but it's still there. It's still Spread, there. It's on Google Docs. Spreadsheets live forever. They do, and, man. <laughs> yeah, we've got a good one too. Like lots of good stuff. Okay, I, I, I figured you would go ACDC because I would too. Okay. The interesting thing is, Ernie hates ACDC. I know. I don't understand it. Yeah, let's just bag on Ernie for a minute. That's crazy. How? I, I know his argument. It's the same one that other people that hate him. Oh, it all sounds the same. They just do the same thing over and over. Well, kind of. But um, no, really. if it's if it's good, it's good. It's If it's good, it's good. And it's, I, you know, um, not only that, like I think when he – says he doesn't like ACDC. He's only thinking of Brian Johnson. Yeah. I don't think he's adding in all the early, really good. Like, like how would the hell is an awesome album? I know. So good. It's right before it's right before back back in black and live wire. Awesome. So good. Yes. Uh, you know, there's just, it's like, it's like you get two bands in one with ACDC, especially all these years later. We're not living in the middle of it anymore. No, like I don't like as a kid, I don't remember Bon Scott ACDC. They weren't playing that on the radio. No. Uh, I had to go I, back to find that later in life. Like high school is when I found it. So which was my, the late eighties. Here's an interesting memory. I have this memory burned in like 91 is when I have this burned into my memory. Uh, my uncle Travis, um, who passed away, maybe in the year 2000 ish. Um, he was, he was pulled up in the driveway at my, my, his house where, or my grandparents' house where he lived. Um, and my dad is sitting in the passenger seat. He just got a new sound system put in his little red Honda civic and he's cranking thunderstruck. That's what I hear. That's the first time I hear ACDC. And I don't know what it is, but I'm like, whoa, this sounds wild. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody knows that song, right? Oh, and yeah. I, it's unique. I still love to crank it. I still love that song. So whatever. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Uh, next question. we got like two more. I think that'll get oh. us the t- I think that'll get us to 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. I'll take two whatever more. bonus questions you got throughout me, man. I'm rolling. Man, if if if, if I can think of bonus questions while you're talking, this the, the, no, this is awesome. I love these episodes because I don't have to talk much. I know I interrupt you. Sorry. I'm an interrupter. But you like you start, you know, you start getting excited about your answer, and then I just want to like jump in there and do some oh, stuff. Cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Better decade, 80s or 90s. That's hard for you because you were a kid in the eighties. God, could that be a harder question? I know, right? So you were a kid in the eighties. You were a teenager in the nineties, but you've gone back in time as an adult. So you got a lot of both of them now. Better decade, eighties or nineties. I'm gonna have to say the eighties. 
Wow, that shocks me. Yeah, um, but you think about a lot of the uh, the bands I love. Um, I love Genesis. I love Phil. I love uh, your uh, favorite Rush albums in the eighties, right? I love. Oh well, Moving Pictures was nineteen eighty. Yeah, one nineteen eighty one. I'm sorry. Yep. There. Yep. But I love Signals. That came out in eighty two. Um, yeah. actually, Rush did a lot of good albums in the eighties. To be honest with you, Permanent Waves came out in nineteen eighty. Yep. Um, but I think about Genesis. Duke, Abacab, the Genesis album, the self-titled album, Invisible Touch, all of Phil Collins' work. Okay, yeah. so so that's well covered, right? That's well covered. Yeah. Let's talk about the Joshua Tree. Yeah. Okay, which 87, we need to touch on, you know, yeah. 87, amazing year. Um, over time... You know, <laughs> I, and you are the person to thank for the cure. You mm. are my link to the cure. Nice. I didn't. I don't think I knew that. And and because of the cure, you are my link to the Smiths. Mm -hmm. Um. So. Um. Tears for fears. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I could go on and on more and more about the eighties, um, about albums that I regularly go back and listen to more so than the albums of the nineties. Now the nineties may have shaped me in those formative years. Right. But I'm still listening to classic rock in the nineties. I'm still, to be honest with you, while I'm very influenced by Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, a little bit of Pearl Jam, not as much Pearl Jam, but um, God, I was, I was really in the collective soul then too. Um, I, I went back and listened to more classic rock and then more stuff in the 80s, it seemed like. And that's been a constant throughout my life um so yeah that, that's really not that hard to, to be honest with you i'll say you know as a kid we absorbed more music than we realized that we did so mm. you, you were much younger than me in the 80s you were born in 80 i was yes so and i was already eight by then but i know what i absorbed in the 70s um just looking back and you do when you're growing up, it doesn't matter your age. You do absorb the things you hear, whether you hear them in a store or in the car. Yes. People used to listen to terrestrial radio um, or, you know, wherever it may be TV shows, movies, whatever you absorb it. Uh, I'm a tad bit surprised, but when you explain it, it makes sense. I I mean, so my earliest memories, here's another early memory. Maybe I should have used this as my earliest memory, Rich. You can do it now. You can do it now. So I remember Warrior's Path, State Park, the pool. Somebody had, it's either playing on somebody's boombox 
or just a loudspeaker, they had like WTFM playing, which is the, um, they called it soft rock. Of course, if this had been when you were a kid, it was more just a pop station. It was just then. a pop station. Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember I had no idea who was or what the song was, but I know the song now. It was Silent Running by Mike and the Mechanics. Oh, yeah. God, I remember that song playing, and I loved it, but I had no freaking clue who it was until years later. Yep. I mean, seriously, and... years later, and... <clears throat> oh, my God, Mike Rutherford from Genesis is in this song. This is his band. It blew my mind, and I'm like, right. I, I immediately did just this weird flashback I, it's a, it, I don't know why there's nothing special about that day, Rich. There's nothing special. It was just my mom took me and my sister to that pool all the time. But I just remember a summer day when I was little. I understand. We hearing that song. I have the same actual story, like literally at Warrior's Path because they really? always, they always played pop music. And I can remember um, like from like 82 to 85 going to the pool, spending the day and hearing all those songs. And like, I can hear um, my best example. You're going to die. I can hear who can it be now by minute work. <laughs> and it transports me directly to warrior's path pool. That's awesome. I can, so there are, awesome. Yeah, there are so many songs from those three years or so I hear, and I'm at the pool because yeah. they were playing that over the loudspeakers. It's a good memory. Yeah, man. It's so cool. Well, um, the other funny, funny part about the Mike and the Mechanics reference is when I mentioned um, going to Ernie's recently and getting a stack of albums. That was one of the albums in that stack. Oh, that's the funny because I got the mechanics album. I actually got that album from Ernie too. <laughs> did weird. you really? I did. Why does he hate Mike and the Mechanics so much? I don't know. He needs to get over that though. No kidding. Or did, yeah. why did he buy three copies of it? I don't understand. <laughs> well, I guess he traded me the one and thought, uh, I don't have it anymore. I'm going to get it. And then he's like, oh, I really don't want it anymore. I'm going to get to Clint. <laughs> Maybe I don't know what the story is. <laughs> yeah. I was it's like, like, yes, I'll take this from you. It's like, I don't know what's going on, but Mike and the Mechanics. And I just, I thought I wanted it, but I don't. <laughs> All he needed was a miracle. That's it. Which was not sung by Paul Carrick. That's the other thing about Mike and the Mechanics. They had two lead singers. I know. It was Paul uh, Young. No. Paul Young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm a huge Paul Carrick fan. He was an ace like in the seventies. Oh, how long? How long? Yeah. And he Which had is a some... funny story about that song, right? Yeah. I mean, Yes. Go ahead and tell it if you want. Well, I, I'm going to botch this, but uh, it wasn't another, like he found out another band member was like playing with another right. band. Right. Yeah. And he's like, basically, how long has this been going on? Yeah. Yeah. I actually have the same story with band members before. Like, what the, what the hell? You're playing with somebody else and you can't come play our gig this weekend? I didn't even know about that. Anyway, yeah. I love Dude. Paul Carrick. Of course, he 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 uh, he was on a Squeeze album, Tempted. He sang lead on that. 
That was Paul Carey. That was him? Yeah. I bought a suitcase. Oh, yeah, I love that's, that song. That's Paul Carey. Well, oh. they all they all sing on that, but the yeah, best they do, but... the best the best singing on it is him. Um, he also had a solo album, uh, had a song called Don't Shed a Tear. It was it was actually a top ten hit, I think. Huge love Paul Carrick. Gotta love the so, squeeze. Uh, I love yeah, that. I've got a bunch of squeeze albums. Mm. Like big fan of squeeze. All that kind of early 80s that stuff like split ends and squeeze and See, oh it, where are you on uh it's not like them but where are you on the fix do you like the fix oh all? yes because that was actually my next question i was trying to throw an oddball band in that i love and literally the question is where are you on the fix <laughs> love yeah man so good give me um, more of the fix yeah so uh, Cy Kernan, the the lead singer, such a great singer. Um, uh, all their musicianship was so cool, and you know, there's I think they're still out there doing it. Are they really? Yeah, I mean, they're legacy act now, but you know, one thing leads to another, and Secret Separation, and Red Skies at Night, and Less or uh, Saved by Zero. There's so many good songs. Like, I don't know a lot of people who number one know the fix much less love the fix. So I was always curious kind of where you fell on the fix. Cause they're one of my favorites that I don't talk about, I guess, cause nobody, nobody cares for them. Yeah. Um, and I was just looking at their albums. Um, I love that song. One thing leads to another. It's, it's, it's a great song. Yeah. And that's, that's some more music that was like pool music for me. Cause that's in that, pre 85 kind of deal what album is that on oh god I, I i don't know off the top of my head okay don't know off the top of my head but anyway so cool you're you, you do like the fix oh, so right. we'll we'll have to talk about that uh, again at a later date for like sure might be on reach the beat. yes it is it is uh, if you've never heard the song Secret Separation, go listen to it. It's probably their best song, I think. Um, so good. Okay, so that gets us to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got another. I got a bonus question. Oh, wait on me. Uh, something weird. You're not as loud in my ear anymore for some reason. I'll edit this out. Hmm. Just. Still... I'm sure I'll norm. It's not as loud as it was, but I'm sure I can normalize it. I don't know why that is. Huh? Shh. Okay. You're, you sound a little better there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's just weird. I'll go find that, edit it out. Yeah, okay. it got got quiet for a second. All right. I'm going to pause. All right. Bonus question. And I'm glad I saved this one for last mm. because we're both dads. So other than the Beatles, everybody knows about us and the Beatles by now. Yeah. What is your uh, music wish for your kids? 
Well, they've already fulfilled it, actually. Um, oh, sweet. They they love Queen. Yeah. Oh, so, that's... So, so, so Queen is my wife's favorite band. So I've already got them on the Beatles, but I I want them to feel a connection of music with my wife also, and um, which is not a stretch for me. I mean, my God, I love Queen, and um, my son. <laughs> here's a funny story. Like he's riding around, like my sister. Um, I took my kids to see my mom. And my sister went with them to Steel Creek Park in Bristol. And um, my son, Joey, rode in the car with my sister. And she said, hey, Joey, what do you want to listen to? And he's like, I want to listen to Queen. And so she just cranked it up for him. But he fell asleep on the way there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Joey does when he rides in the car. Um but I do that. I do that sometimes right in the car. So they fulfilled it. I mean, they're queen fans. Okay, uh, cool. No, that's, that's great that you already knew the end, like immediately knew the answer. Yeah. It's important to me that, that, I mean, my boys are sort of lost cause, but the girls, yeah, they, they listen to a lot of older stuff and stuff that I love. And maybe, maybe when the boys are older, I don't know, but well, you, we can always go back to the episode where you were uh, interviewing Bree about um, the rocket summer. Yeah, it was. Yes. Right. And, and that was, um, that, that was really cool. And yeah. What was I great wanna, about that I want to be able to have that with Claire one day. Right. That was what was so cool about that was her giving me her music. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. That would be a good musical wish for you. Yes, for sure. Now that's pretty cool when your kids know enough about music to find something and then be able to give it to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah, we went and went and went to that concert a year ago and if it weren't for COVID, he'd have been on tour again. We'd have done it again mm -hmm. this year, but yeah, screw you COVID flipping COVID. Yeah. It's messed up so many things. Do you know what? It's not going to mess up the fact that we're going to see a concert in almost a week or just over a week. Yes. The first time we've hung out together in a bit. Um, and at a, my first live Andrew Scotty show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, ex I'm pumped. I'm like really looking forward to it. Um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. You'll finally get to meet Andrew in person. You know, we interviewed him. You talked to him on text because he's just like that, man. He'll just like, he'll stay in contact with you. Such a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. That's going to be like, like, um, exactly what I need. Probably yeah. you too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, I mean, we got 11. We, we, we went past the 10. So awesome. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. I mean, I was okay. So you completely surprised me. I, he told me that you have no idea what this is going to be. So I really, this was the farthest from my mind. So thank you for the pleasant surprise. This was great. Yeah, man. No, it's a good episode. Like a kind of a get to know your co-host sort of thing for the people out there listening. 
Um, I've done enough of these now that, and, and pontificated enough that, you know, people kind of know where I am with music and whatnot and, um, you know, get, get bored and do a little solo episode here and there. But I thought, um, you know, I've done these with Robbie and Jayanne and Brianna. And I was like, man, why have I not done this with Clint yet? And like, like he's like co-host of almost half the episodes now. And we've never really done this for people to kind of get to know Clint musically other than the Beatles and a couple of other things, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was a, it was a good time for it. We didn't really have anything planned this week. And, you know, for, for those of you who don't know, we, we try to do this every Wednesday night. Um, more than anything, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a good mental health break and, and hangout time. And, and, uh, it, it gets us talking about stuff other than what's going on in our lives. And, you know, the thing that we love, which is music and dude, uh, kudos, awesome episode, just great stories, which is what this podcast is about. It's, it's all about stories. That's, that's the most important thing is, is, is what, uh, music has done in our lives, around our lives with the people in our lives. Just that's what it's about, man. So no, this was great. So with that, uh, you know, we're going to sign off. Uh, as I always say, you know where to find us. If you're, especially if you're listening, please tell your friends about it. Um, you know, this is, uh, I would call this a labor of love, but it's not really a labor at all. Uh, we know, we, we know that we need to get out there more. We, we need more people to listen. So please tell people about this, share it. Uh, all that good stuff. I know there are a lot of you that listen to the very end. So you hear me right now. I know this because I can look and see. Yeah. Tell people we, we, you know, we just, we just want to share the love. Like uh, music is a passion for us. And I don't know very many, very many people that it's not a passion. So tell people about us, listen, uh, listen, every chance you get, um, As we always say to wrap this thing up, peace and love.